Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. It's time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Good Friday on this Good Friday, Hornets fans. I'm Doug Branson, joined by David Walker. This is the Hive O'Clock Alarm, a little Hornets news in the morning. David, how are you? It's all good, as you said, Doug. How are you? I'm very good. Um, well, it's not It's not all good, as we that's just... True. That's, that's, as, that's true. That's true. I, 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 I was too confident on this Friday morning. You over, yeah, well, it's Friday, so I can't blame you. You, you overstated the good, though. Um, as we discussed uh, last night on Hive Talk Live Thursdays, brought to you by ESPN 730, uh, Charlotte in danger of possibly losing All-Star Weekend in 2017. Why, you ask? If you didn't listen to the show yet, the the full live show, it's because uh, the North Carolina legislature passed and the governor uh, uh, signed into law uh, HB2, a law that uh, many find discriminatory against LGBTQ communities. Uh, The NBA releasing a statement last night, and, and David, as you know, the NBA has been very much on the side of the LGBTQ community and has been very inclusive uh, as have the other major uh, sports uh, organizations. But the NBA released their statement uh, last night after our show went down. The statement reads as follows. The NBA is dedicated to creating an inclusive environment for all who attend our games and events. We are deeply concerned that this discriminatory law runs counter to our guiding principles of equality and mutual respect and do not yet know what impact it will have on our ability to successfully host the 2017 All-Star Game in Charlotte. David, I haven't gotten your take on this situation yet. What say you? Well, I think that, you know, what this action represents, and that's not the only thing that's on there, but it's certainly the thing that's getting the most attention. Um, and the manner in which it was, you know, put through is doubly frustrating, I think, for, you know, um, folks here in Charlotte and North Carolinians as a whole, I think. But, you know, Doug, I, I mean, as far as we're just talking about the the NBA, how it relates to the NBA and the All-Star game, I think the NBA is you know, doing what it has to do at this point. We'll see how far the action goes. I would expect, I want to get your thoughts on this, I would expect that if they haven't already, they will talk to, you know, the folks at the Hornets today, and we may hear something from the team today, I would be shocked if we didn't. But uh, it's just an unfortunate. It's just it's just a, a, a frustrating and uh, disappointing situation all around, Doug. Yeah, I think I think frustrating is definitely the right word, and I do think you're right. I think the Hornets uh, really have to say something uh, today. I think, and and I yeah. and if I had to predict, I think the Hornets are going to be very much in support 
of the NBA, yeah. obviously. I mean, they're the part of the NBA. Uh, and I think it's important to note <clears throat> that if if the NBA follows through with this and does take the All-Star weekend away from the city of Charlotte, the, the Hornets, as an organization, really don't lose all that much. Uh, the renovations that were scheduled uh, to take place, the, the scoreboard, all of the things that we've heard about that were in preparation for the All-Star game would still happen. And I don't think uh-huh. the, the organization wouldn't lose monetarily. I, I think it would lose in the sense that uh, it, it's prestigious to have the All-Star game in the city in which your franchise is in. Uh, it could be a, a way to attract you know, free agents. I mean, there are um, you know, benefits to having the All-Star game that have nothing to do with money that the Charlotte Hornets would certainly lose out on and, and fans would lose out on. Um, but this is an important issue, and this is an important stand, yeah. I think, for the NBA to take. And it would be highly hypocritical for them not to take a stand at all when we've seen them time after time be in support of uh, of inclusion and of the LGBTQ community, whether it's punishing players for anti-gay slurs like Rajon Rondo or being in support of former players like uh, John Amici or uh, current players, or, or he was current when he when he came out, uh, Jason Collins. So time after time, they've taken that stand, and so that they had to take this stand, um, not only because uh, they believe it's the right thing to do, but because they've taken that stand before. And um, w- what is interesting to me, David, is that Adam Silver did not personally make this statement. And, and why that's interesting to me, I think, is because I'm trying to look at this situation and compare it to other situations that have happened like this in sports. And uh, you you talk about Georgia. It's going on right now in Georgia where the NFL has come out and threatened to take future Super Bowls away from Atlanta if Georgia passes similar legislation that's discriminatory towards uh, the LGBTQ community. This um, This happened in Indiana as well where a bill under the guise of religious liberties um, uh, had the same kind of restrictions on the LGBTQ community, and uh, the NCAA came out in opposition and threatened to take future NCAA events away from uh, the city of Indianapolis. And I just think it's interesting that the NBA would make this veiled threat as opposed to Adam Silver coming out and making a statement himself like we saw in the Donald Sterling situation. And I think it states how... Uh, Harry, this situation is because you have an event that is already in motion to take place in 2017 and you have a law, a, a bill that is already signed into law. Two things that are very difficult to put the brakes on. So that that's what makes this situation very interesting to me and, and, and how it develops. Yeah, I mean, I think they could definitely do it if they wanted to. to I mean, if they wanted to admit it and not have it here, that's not something that's out of the realm of possibility, don't you think? I mean, I, I don't, it, I don't it, think it's, I don't I think mean, it's out of the realm of possibility. It's not going to be easy. Gonna be easy about it. Yeah, yeah, but they could definitely do it. And and I, you know, I just want to be clear. I think I don't want to speak for you, Doug, but I think that um, we're in agreement with the NBA on this. I mean, this is something they have to do, um, and that's. You know the unfortunate part is the circumstances around which they you know have to make the stand. So um, yeah, they, they're standing up to discrimination, 
um, like you said, as they have done in the past. And so, you know, as, as NBA fans, as people that are, you know, loosely associated or in the universe of the NBA, I think that's, um, you know, we see that as something that they do have to do. So, uh, again, I don't want to speak for you, but I think listening to you guys on the show, I think you guys did a good job of breaking it down and discussing it. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the team and maybe even team owner Michael Jordan has to say about this today. I wouldn't expect it to go too much longer just because, um, you know, we're going into the weekend here and people have been sitting on this for what, about 24 hours now. And um, we should, I, I would expect to hear something, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, yes, I, I personally agree with the NBA stand, but my personal feelings aside, I, I think that this is a, a really complex issue and you have, yeah. you, you have other ideas or other opinions being thrown out that, that have uh, a little to do with, with discrimination and have more to do with this idea that, you know, th- this whole legislation by the state of North Carolina was in response to Charlotte yeah. trying to be more right. inclusive with their local ordinance. So you have a lot of people in Charlotte who are saying, wait a minute, Charlotte tried to make yeah. things more inclusive and the state punished them. And now the NBA wants to come in and punish Charlotte, the city that was trying to be more inclusive. This doesn't seem fair. What do you say to that, David? Well, um, there's only so much, the, you know, the, as far as what the NBA can do, uh, you know, they're not, I don't think they're going to move the Hornets. <laughs> you know, they're not going to take that the, the team away or anything like that. No, they did it once. This is a stand they can make. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, when you've got city and state mixed together like that, it's not something they can do. And, you know, uh, I don't know, go after the go after the, the state as a whole without impacting Charlotte because that's what the NBA team is. And this is the part of the show where we explain federalism. No. Mm. Uh, all mm. right. Well, okay. So we're going to cut. We're but going. I, but that's. To, yeah. I think. Yeah. But I think that is. You know, like you said, for Charlotte NBA fans, All Star fans. I mean, that is a frustrating thing. This was something that was in response to something Charlotte did to to try and be more inclusive, like you said. And now that it's just. It's just incredible to see. Um, maybe not the. I don't know. <laughs> you, you know what? Another interesting aspect of this is David, that the the team is owned by Michael Jordan, who, as a player, famously, you know, sat on the sidelines of a lot of social issues. I mean, certainly, and he was from a, and he was criticized. From a public, yeah, from a public, from, I mean, yeah. exactly from a public viewpoint, he was not like, you know, Jim Brown or. You know other uh, other sports figures that would would publicly take stands against social issues, and he was uh, he has been criticized for that. And now you have him as an executive, sort of thrust in the middle of this social issue. And I think that's another interesting aspect of this. How will he respond yeah. to this? So we'll keep our eye on it, and definitely tune in Tuesday. Actually, go back and and listen to Thursday's show and our talk on it when we go a little deeper into the legislation because, you know, it has impacts beyond the LGBTQ community. I encourage anyone, if you live in the state of North Carolina, even if you live in Charlotte, to definitely go get more information about what happened because it it, it does have an impact. Um, so we're going to talk more about this on Tuesday. Get some other opinions beside our own. 
Uh, I think that's important and, and try to, and by then hopefully we'll have the Hornet statement and we can add that to the discussion as well. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's shift uh, back to the basketball court. Uh, Charlotte takes on Detroit tonight, seven thirty tip uh, it, again in Detroit, another road game, the second in a four game road trip. David, uh, let me get your thoughts on this game. What are the keys uh, for the Hornets to extend or, or to create a, a rare road winning streak? Uh, well, Marvin is back, right? I did see that he is. Marvin will play. play. Yeah, and I think that's going to be big because Detroit is a good, is a pretty good rebounding team, and you saw it the other night. I mean, the Hornets, even though um, you know Frank came out and did a good job uh, filling in some of those rebounds for Marvin, there they're still out rebounded by the Nets, and so against a team in the Pistons with Andre Drummond and um, a force down low like that, that that's going to be important. To, to win or at least keep it close on the board. So that's going to be the thing I'm looking for in this game, how they can match the Pistons' ability to rebound. Well, the the Pistons uh, do not have not moved the ball well this season, 27th in the league in assists. But in March, they've really upped their game by about three or four assists a game. So Van Gundy has this team moving the ball much better. The Hornets have to be on their game defensively, uh, and and playing intelligently because the Pistons are moving the ball a lot better. And I think a big key to this game, as I said last night, is to uh, try to disrupt Andre Drummond early on. The Hornets have been Andre Drummond's kryptonite, and, and if they want to continue doing that, do not let him get a, in a rhythm in the first quarter because the Pistons' chance of winning a ball game when he uh, takes a, a lot of shot attempts in the first quarter goes up dramatically. So stopping Andre Drummond in the first quarter, I think, will be big. And also, I look at the matchup between Jeremy Lin and Steve Blake. And I think, look, if Jeremy Lin is going to continue his hot streak, then it couldn't come against a better matchup in Steve Blake. So um, some key matchups there, some key stats for you. And, uh, David, I'll give you the final word. What do you think? <clears throat> Excuse me. One more cough, too. Can the uh, Hornets take down the Pistons tonight? Oh, uh, certainly they can. Um, they've had success against the Pistons, and but the Pistons are one of those teams that have been kind of held up by folks around the league as rebuilding and and building the right way. Which you know they they have done a, a good job. They're they're currently uh, let's see here. They're currently sitting in the eighth spot, right? And, and yeah, four today, games above five hundred. Yeah, and a half or one and a half games ahead of the Bulls. So they nothing. You know, no, nobody's got any room to to falter that much here but the way the Hornets are playing and we've looked at it a couple times over the last two weeks if they play their game come out and as Clifford said it's always the key to play for them to start off playing hard and playing locked in they do that they should be fine but you know it's a road game it's a Friday night game in Detroit you really got to come in and do what you do um, and stay locked in for the for the whole game because you're fighting for playoff position and so are they so it's going to be a tough one Listen, and Nick Batum said they are that he's he's paying attention to the standings. I hope he's paying attention to the schedule as well because Miami and Atlanta both play tonight. They both play at home, and uh, Miami's playing Orlando. Atlanta is playing Milwaukee, two teams that are well below 500. So it's important if the Hornets want to keep pace with both of those teams that they play well in Detroit. Follow us on Twitter at Hive Talk Live and make sure to check out at thehive.com for pregame and post-game coverage, and of course, we'll be live tweeting 
on Hive Talk Live uh, on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you tonight. Until then, all hail the T. <laughs>